Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. I missed John's signal. Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. So glad you could be here to join us. It's my pleasure to welcome all of you. We have a raucous, local, present, physical, in the now moment audience. Yes, yes. They never let us down. Never. You want to feel energy move, you just need to be right here. But you can feel into it because I know that we have people listening all over the world and that there is a simulcast going on with Spanish and Polish as we speak. So this is a worldwide global group from I don't even know how many countries and they all keep changing names and borders so I can't keep up with it. <laughs> and I'm not going to try to. So there are a number of places that you could be accessing this. Number one thecrimsoncircle.com. From thecrimsoncircle.com, you can listen or you can have the wild experience of watching. Okay. Or you could be on the Awakening Zone. And if you're on the Awakening Zone listening to the Crimson Circle show, there's a chat room so you can talk and act out and carry on. So that's theawakeningzone.com, the Crimson Circle show. Last but not least, some of you might be listening in from Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to you also. You might want to think about checking out the Crimson Circle or the Awakening Zone because you just get a little more access, but you can hide on, the, on Blog Talk Radio if you want. <laughs> we can feel you. We can feel you. So, are we ready for the next installment of a presentation by Jeffrey Hoppe from Adamus Saint-Germain? Okay, feel that energy, wow. So thank you all. As you can see, Jeffrey is flowing with that energy. Isn't he handsome? Yeah, wow, yeah, flowing with that energy. And we're gonna get started. So first of all, we're going to open with some breathing with Norma Delaney. Then we are going to listen to some music that waltzes us into the channel as Jeffrey channels Adama Saint-Germain. So, here we go. Welcoming Norma Delaney with the breathing. Thank you. <laughs> and breathe, I dare you. <laughs> Suck that in. Woo! All right. <laughs> Woo so when we talk about how much are you willing to receive, <laughs> I invite you, breathe that in. It's still dancing around this room. Come on, it's yours to receive, to share, to let all of this brilliant love it's here for you. Will you receive it? That's all it takes, a breath at a time. All the way down into you to receive, to celebrate, 
to ignite that life vitality within you? Yes, it's here. Just breathe it in. So deep, so grand, a beautiful love affair. You, your soul, Adamas, the whole gang, celebrating. Celebrating life can be celebration. We know it for a fact. Yeah. So thrilled you are here. So thrilled we are here. So breathe. Feel that. Feel that river of great love flowing down into every fiber of your being. Yes. Yes. Deeper and deeper just for the joy of living. Hear this. Joy of living. Yes. Deeper and deeper into the brilliance of you. Yes. Oh, what a joy. What a joy to be with our family, our loved ones. Yes. Heart celebration. Breathe for you. Thank you. Yeah. Take back I never meant it Never thought that it would come to pass Baby, no it's not forgotten Baby, no This is gonna last Dreaming on
Welcome to Chambra. I am Adamus, just passing through. <laughs> just passing through this gathering of human masters, taking a few hours once a month to gather, ah, to be in the safe space. Ah, I know what you do when you're here at my gathering. Hmm. I know what you do each month when you turn into this shout. You take a deep breath, you relax, you let go of all that macchio. And then in the weeks that come to pass, you pick up some more, you doubt yourself, you think about it, and then you come back and we release and let go once again, because you do have this inner knowingness, no matter what that mind of you tells you, you do have that inner knowingness. And that's what guides you, it's what brings you here, and what is what makes you a true master. But me, I'm just passing through, just passing through on my way to, a, oh, maybe another gathering in the Ascended Masters Club. We picked up another one last week. <laughs> You're jealous? <laughs> Ooh, they say right away. Do you hear that, guys and ladies? Thank you. There's actually more former ladies in the Ascended Masters Club than there are men. Yeah, it's about the same ratio as what you have here, about 70 percent women masters, 30 percent men. So men, man up. <laughs> Master up. But me, I'm just passing through on my way to another dimension, on my way to another experience. No lessons for me. I got done with those a long time ago. I'm just passing through 
because I can. I'm just passing through because ah, it's sensual, it's beautiful, it's damn, amu damn amusing, <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just passing through on my way out in the hitherlands, on my way as I meet one master to another. Oh, beyond, I say to the few time travelers, to the few conscious time travelers that are out there, oh, beyond. Oh, beyond. And finally, we got this camera. <laughs> finally. I'm just passing through. Nothing holds me back. Nothing sticks me in place. Nothing makes me forget who I am. And my dear Master friends, it should be the same way for you, that consciousness of just passing through. That's all you're doing. You're passing through this experience on this planet Earth, just passing through, going through a beautiful experience, just passing through. Whereas most humans have the perception of they live and like this is it, and then they, oh, Sandra, a uh, little cafe, cream please. Goat's milk is fine, <laughs> freshly milked. <laughs> Oh, like I said, I'm just passing out. I'm passing through. <laughs> just passing through. And that's the consciousness of a master. Uh, would you write that down, Linda? A master is always just passing through. You're not living this lifetime just to die and go off to heaven or purgatory, hell, wherever. That's what. The consciousness of humanity thinks far weighted to that. It's like you have this lesson-laden life here on this planet, and then you die, and that's kind of it, and then you go to this place, or, or, or no place at all. A master is free of that. The master is always just passing through. I'm going to come back to this later in our discussion today. I want you to just feel into the essence of that. You're just passing through. There's been this whole illusion that this is it, that somehow you're stuck here, somehow you're lost in this dimension. You'll discover, hopefully by the end of the day, but definitely by our next gathering, that you're just passing through. That gives such freedom, such freedom. And the freer freedom is that you can just pass through any time you want, like I do, like some of the other masters do. Careful there. And there is Careful. Also chai. Chai. <laughs> Save that for Katumi. Ah, <laughs> uh, where is Katumi? Katumi is actually in the room. <laughs> But um, I don't let him speak so much. He always takes the spotlight. Uh, Kuthumi, working with each and every one of you. Kuthumi shows up at all the gatherings, and he's saying now that he's the funny one. Uh, Kuthumi works with me and some of the others to work with you. And our biggest challenge, and the thing actually Kuthumi is one of the best at, is getting you out of your mind. 
It's my biggest challenge and your biggest challenge. It's the most difficult thing to do, get out of this mind, because the mind doesn't believe you're just passing through. It believes that this is it. The mind believes its thoughts, and the thoughts are not real. Uh, the mind believes in its beliefs, and the beliefs are not real. Getting out of the mind into the true knowingness, into the essence, is perhaps the most difficult thing for any human going into their mastery. And the most difficult part of that is when you're right in between, when you're still thought-oriented. And I'm not speaking so much about the mind here, the mind. The mind actually serves a purpose. It allows you to do things in this dimension. It's kind of like your dimensional hard drive. And it doesn't work when you go into the other dimensions. The mind allows you to have a biology and have it all coordinated. It helps you to, to maneuver within the time and space. It's the thoughts that are the problem. And I would say that thoughts generally do not come from the mind. No. Now, mind does a wonderful job. It, it, it allows you to um, see with your eyes and hear with your ears and understand things. The mind gets polluted with thoughts, and we'll talk about that today. It's kind of the theme. But for now, let's start uh, with a mirab, and we'll end with one also. But let's start with a mirab, the mirab of just passing through. Mirab, of course, is a time when you just don't have to do anything, including thinking. So when you take a deep breath and just allow, just allow. But in this mirab, I'd like you to really feel into how you are just passing through. doesn't mean you can't experience, as a matter of fact. It enhances the experience. It doesn't mean that there is no sense of ownership in your experiences. No, there's total ownership, but in a very free and liberating way. Get the lights down a little bit. Take a good deep breath as we go into this opening mirab. I am just passing through. The experience on this planet was a choice. There was always the knowingness that the day of gathering, the day of coming together, was going to be here. As Kathumi would say, silly, silly human for worrying so much that it wouldn't happen. Silly, silly human that you got so caught up in your thoughts, so caught up in the limitations that you forgot. You're just passing through. As you pass through, you can enjoy the beauty. You can enjoy, actually, what's turned out to be the limitations. You can enjoy a new way of understanding the I Am. 
You're just passing through. Like one passing through a beautiful forest. You can take a moment to enjoy the smells and the sights and the sounds. You can take a moment to interact with the trees, the beautiful flowers, the nature divas. But you're just passing through. This isn't home. This isn't a prison. It's certainly not a test. We're not racing against anyone else. You're passing through. Just for the sake of passing through. Just because you can. You're passing through for the glory of the soul. So it may see itself and know itself in new ways. There's no test you have to pass to continue passing through. There's no stages or steps. There's actually no dimensions. There's no secrets. There are no gurus or saviors. You're just passing through. You can dance through as you pass through. You can dance. You can even float. You can hurry through if you want. But there's no need to. You can take your time as well. Take as long as you want. Sooner or later, you'll realize that you're just passing through. As it may be many, many lifetimes that you've lived in passing through. It may be many loves that you've had. Many tears that you've cried. It wasn't designed as some sort of test. It certainly wasn't something that was determined by any other being, or council of beings, or federation of beings, nor any angels, just you passing through. It wasn't designed to see how strong you were. You don't have to be strong to experience joy. You have to be strong to experience sensuality and light and dark. No. It has nothing to do with strength or determination. As a matter of fact, the Master discovers that it's all about just allowing. In passing through, experience it's so deep, so rich, 
Sometimes, well, actually, most of the time, you've forgotten that you were just passing through. At times, thought it was an eternity here, an eternity to your happiness, an eternity to fulfillment, to integration. It's not. It's an illusion. Interesting illusion. You're just passing through. And passing through, you met a lot of other people. You got very connected with other people. Shackled in a way, interwoven. To the point where you felt you're no longer free to just pass through. You had obligations and responsibilities to everyone, unfulfilled commitments, the need to take care of others. Take a deep breath. You're just passing through, and so are they. As you pass through this place called Earth, you can choose to experience it how you want. Well, I know, I know. It seems at times like everything's working against you or beyond you, but it's not. It just seems that way. One of those other illusions. You're just passing through this place. Why wouldn't you choose to do it the way you want to? Just passing through. As you pass through this place, it's never a judgment about how you did it. None of the nine thousand and some ascended masters are ever going to. Judge how fast or how slow, how dark or how light. There's no judgment from any god or any angels whatsoever, whatsoever. They realize that you were just passing through. What is probably one of the most Difficult and beautiful, challenging and insightful experiences that a soul being will ever have. They realize you're just passing through. They realize that there are identities that you assumed that weren't really yours, thoughts that you had that really, truly weren't yours. Things that happened that really weren't consciously chosen by you. There's no judgment of how you pass through. Just the fact that you did it is cause for celebration. I, Adamus, 
along with Kathumi and all the others who are here with you today, with you masters. We ask you to take a moment to feel into that knowingness, out of your mind, beyond the mind that you're just passing through. Dance if you will, sing if you will. Enjoy all that life has to offer, if you will. But you're just passing through. You, your soul, your aspects, just passing through. There's one word that we have for you, simply to live, to live. As long as you're passing through, live. You know exactly what I mean by that and how it applies to you. One of the things that's been coming up lately, coming up from the emotional self, almost kind of colliding with the inner knowingness, <coughs> coming up from that part of you that is indeed the master, and wrestling with the part of you that still has thoughts of limitation. Live. feel into that, into the essence of that live. It sounds so beautiful, oh, just to live. As a being just passing through, living passionately, openly, unabashed and unashamed, live. But then that other part, Live. I've been living small. I've been living limited. I've been living in fear, limitation. So you have these two dynamics the live and then the live. The live. You could feel it. I know you could feel it. I know you can imagine it. I oh, spend so much time with you in the evenings, sometimes in the middle of the night. I can feel that. I can feel that desire to live. But I can feel those thoughts come in. But what if? Maybe I can't. Maybe I shouldn't. But yet that passion comes back around. Live. Live. And the thoughts come in. What does that mean? How do I do it? When should I start? How much should I work on it? And you see, that is 
perhaps the one of the core things that's going on right now, you can feel it. The live, you can feel it. But then you can also feel that live or die. You can feel that maybe I should just live small. You can't anymore. You can't. You could try. You are trying. You're trying really well. Get an A for trying. But you can't live small anymore. Take a good deep breath. Let's have the lights back on. Music down. You can't. Uh, it's a real dilemma. It's a real dilemma. And you see, that's what's happening. We're going to talk a little bit today about the energies and all the rest of that. But Really, the core, you got this part that's saying live, and the other part that's questioning it, the other part that's it's actually gotten a little comfortable living small, living isolated. You can't anymore. You're going to try, you're going you're gonna to work at it, you're going to say, well, live, but maybe if I just cut back on living. You know, you know what that is? We've talked about it before, right in this very room. It's negotiating. Negotiating. You know, it's one thing to negotiate with others, and that's bad enough. <laughs> but to negotiate with yourself? Who's the winner there? Nobody. Thank you. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, it's, it's one of those things that it, it's amusing, almost, <laughs> almost amusing, that a human would try to negotiate with themselves. There's no winners, uh, there's two losers. <laughs> Three, if you count me. But so you negotiate living, and it's not going to work anymore because you have a taste of what living is. And living isn't about whether you drive your car fast, Linda. That's an, maybe an expression, you know, of it. Uh, living isn't about partying, you know, late into the night, Edith. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are perhaps expressions. But living is an essence. It's a feeling. It's, it's a feeling. And we touched on it just a little bit in the Mirab. Live. Uh, open up. Uh, op- open up the feelings. Live. Live. But when I say that, when, when I ask you to imagine yourself for a moment really living, what happens? And you, I can feel well, suddenly it's like, oh, living, and then, oh, but what if? <laughs> what if? Uh, and you might want to write this down for future reference uh, in the um, archive, for the archives. But you can, you can no longer negotiate living with yourself. You can't. And you're going to try, like I said, and it's going to hurt. Uh, and then you're finally going to just allow. You're just going to allow yourself to live. You're just passing through this amazing dimension and planet. Uh, yeah, no you th- I forgot. Anybody remember? <laughs> you can no longer negotiate with who? <laughs> living. You can no longer negotiate living okay. yourself, with yourself, whatever. But you can't negotiate that anymore. This is a real dilemma, and, and you'll see in, in a few minutes how 
You take all the energies that are around right now in the world anyway, and what's going on within you, and boom, you got this collision that's happening. And the good news is that you're just passing through. You know, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, or somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually—that's a strange expression. Thank God. I think you'd want to be pissed at God. Uh, the front row is laughing. <laughs> well, actually, two in the front row. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for what? For this crap? For this lack of abundance? For an unhealthy body? Oh. Dear. Yeah, a strange expression. Thank God I got my little morsel today. <laughs> Thank yourself. Wasn't didn't Tobias say that years ago? Give thanks to yourself. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> this this God. So um, God is a very strange thing. Um, I, I think I would like to do a workshop on God. Damn you! Uh, and uh, just a. And we have this new studio. It would be a great one to put out over the internet for the whole world. Yeah, right? let's do it all over CNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? The funny thing is. Yeah. You know what? If we, if we, I say we, <laughs> we are going to do this. Uh, if we did this, and it's like, God, damn it, uh, and really took a look at the consciousness of God. Honestly and openly, without fear, you know. Sometimes you talk about you can't say bad things about Jesus. You can't talk about Jesus masturbating, but we we did right here in this room, right here in this very room. You know the amazing thing about that? I'm not going to react. And now, for years to come, she's going to be wondering when the payback is. And actually, the longer the payback is stretched out, actually, the more fun it is, because it could be years and years before the payback. So she's going to be worrying about it. When is Adamus going to get you back? I'll let all of you know when it happens. It might be ten years from now, but it will occur. And now it looks like Caldra wet his pants. <laughs> so where were we? God. Where's my party? That where is the party at your house tonight, Edith? You and I. Don't do you forget? All right, I'm just passing through. I'll just hello, Edith. You know. So where were we? God. No, seriously, we should do a workshop, a transmission about God, and really be frank and honest about it, without having this. This fear that something bad's going to happen, other than all the religious fanatics coming after us. But most people, now I'll rephrase that, uh, a few people would actually understand if we talked about this energy of, of God. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to go change my wardrobe. Uh, Linda, do some breathing or something. Seriously. This is some sort of payback hell already. <laughs> I think it's better that we laugh and scream. Yeah. yeah. I really uh, regret doing that already. And Linda. Truly know that the payback will be hell. God only knows what it's going to look like. Only God knows. And Adamus. So. Linda. <laughs>
Linda. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It's going to get ugly. <laughs> Look here then. Ah, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, we'll use this later. So, where were we? God. Uh, there's, oh, there's such an interesting consciousness uh, about God. Uh, to the dry cleaner, please. Yes. There's such a. This is more elegant. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> so, um, where were God? Uh, and it, most humans would agree this God thing, you know, this God thing is so old, so limited, so frightening, so. Well, when you think of God, you don't think of live. You think of uh, stay off God's radar. Stay small. Yeah. So, yes, let's do that. Let's schedule when, when your new studio opens. We'll do God. Damn it. Uh, yes. What? We're masters. What do we have to fear? We're living. You see, now that's in a negotiation. We all know it. We all know that the human perception of God, A, is false, B, is old, C, is really bad, doesn't serve anybody anymore. And so let's, let's break that part. Let's have some fun with it. You ready? Yes. Good, good, good. Linda? Oh, get the shot of that. Oh, here, oh no, this will be wonderful. You know, some of, the thing, some of the craziest things that you've done in these past few years, the things that just caused you indigestion and headaches and anxiety, and, but you just did them. You almost felt like you were being pushed to do it. <laughs> you were. Have proven to be the best. Saying you're going to take this amazing trip, you knew that it was appropriate, but then the thoughts came in. I'd say, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe this is too much money. Maybe, maybe. But you did it. And aren't you glad you didn't totally negotiate it out? Aren't you glad that you just did it? Uh, whether it was quitting your job, whether it was changing something in your life. So easy to get in that quagmire of thoughts and negotiations. The true master is just passing through, and therefore lives, celebrates. And don't worry about are you going to do it wrong or hurt someone. Yeah, you're going to hurt someone because <laughs> you just it, it's going to happen. They have expectations of you that you don't shouldn't have for yourself. So it's going to hurt them a little bit, but in the end, it'll help them. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it your parents talking? So let's talk a little bit about, about the energy. So uh, no longer negotiate with yourself. And remember, you're just passing through. So Masters, here we are, barely a little over three months into this new year. Barely. Doesn't it seem like it's like the end of the year? <laughs> Some of you have thought, yeah, oh, this must be November, because <laughs> no, it's early April. So I'd like to ask you to define the energies that are going on right now. Uh, how, how would you say what, what's with the energies? Uh, let's say on a global, on a bigger basis, Linda with the microphone. What is it with the energies? And really, would you write some of these? What's going on with the energies, Pete? I can't speak for the world, but I know what's happening to me. Good. What's I'm happening? Compressed, and I'm. It's forcing me inside of myself more. Compressed. 
compress. Yeah. How do you feel? Well, do, you, do you feel it in your body? Does your body well, hurt? Well, I'm more centered within myself now. Okay. It, it broke loose a lot of, a lot of um, aspects or addictions. Yeah, I yeah. became really aware of how, how much I live in them. Yes. Okay. And to get rid of that low energy, they call it now. Not bad energy or anything like that, but right. low energy. Right. So you're so, being smashed into yourself. Yes. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. And, and how does that feel? Oh, wonderful. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, because it awakens me to who I really am, the source, and thankfulness, or gratefulness for being created. Yeah. The, the um, disadvantage of having that compression is that you got to kind of look at yourself in the mirror. Correct. Yeah. Because it's just you. Yeah. 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 You're smiling. Oh, that's good. That's good. Love it. Great. Good. Good. Thank you. Excellent. Next, what's what's going on with these energies? This is important to really understand the energies, both internal and external, uh, because there's a lot going on right now. I think Linda mentioned the other day on your radio program. What was that about? Uh, what was said about the energies? Are you talking about the Bob Schieffer thing? Oh, there's a very, very uh, show on TV called Face the Nation, and a host named Bob Schieffer, who's been on there for decades. I mean, I can't believe he's still alive. And he opened his show last Sunday, literally saying he could not ever remember opening his show in all the history that he'd done it with there being so many major events going on, significant events going on in the world right now. True. And there are. And we, on the other side, don't look at it in terms of headlines and and, uh, the literal events. We just look at the energy factor and the energy movement. In other words, how much overall energy is there and how fast is it moving? There's been times on the planet where there's a lot of energy, but it's really not moving. But this is unprecedented. The amount of energy, and, that, and that's how we see things. We don't see you as um, the physical beings that, that you see yourself as. We just see like balls of energy. Um, we look at the, this planet as an energy whole. Within it are a variety of you could say colors, levels, uh, nuances, but we see it as just kind of the wholeness of energy and the activity, and it's both right now. Uh, so a lot of you may be feeling it in your bones, literally. I mean, because there is a lot. Good. Uh, next, yes. Right here. Yes. Energy. What's going on with it? It's ripping my life. <laughs> yeah. How? Inside out. Ripping your life inside out. How? Well. Getting rid of the crap that's yeah. within me. Yeah. Good. Are and you fighting it? Are you fighting back? Yeah, I've yeah. been doing that for a little bit, but I sort of gave up. Yeah. And it's yeah. good like this. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, the energies, as in, thank you, as intense as they are, they are, uh, we've said it before, but uh, they, they could just like pulverize you, uh, if, you if you're resisting. And these energies, I'm not talking about belonging to anyone or anything, it's just the energy that's been called to this planet for right now. And you will feel it in parts of you, just like it's grinding down. And even what used to be a, kind of an escape, going to sleep at night, isn't an escape anymore. Matter of fact, it's questionable which is uh, more 
a challenging, stressful uh, your waking state or your sleeping state. In other words, not a whole lot of escape. Uh, it's, it's right there. However, you know, you're going to feel it compressing you. It could come to the point of just feeling like it's smashing you. And that's, that's appropriate, actually, that, that overall feeling. It's only when you start fighting it or negotiating it or anything else is when it's going to hurt. So what do you do? You breathe and allow. You really do. <laughs> breathe and allow. Absolutely. Good. A few more, dear Linda. Yes. Energies right now. Accessible. Good. How, how is that working? Um, personally, for me, um, <clears throat> I have embarked on um, allowing things to occur in my life, and I'm getting ready to go to Peru. Good. Excellent. As a nurse. Yes. Excellent. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, very accessible. Matter of fact, uh, almost shockingly accessible. Uh, and again, you see that there's this convergence, all these energies coming together, and with it, tremendous opportunities, opportunities that <coughs> you probably couldn't have imagined, or better way of saying it, you wouldn't let yourself imagine before. In other words, you were rather linear in what you could have, were letting yourself imagine. So suddenly here's all of this energy that's coming in. And it's, you could say that it's like a beautiful energy blanket or cloud around this, this planet, uh, and it's all there, where it used to be kind of off somewhere else. And particularly for those who are aware of it, it's right here. That's right here. A lot of humans are just kind of walking right past it, oblivious to the fact that it's there. They're just feeling crazier in the brain than ever. But for those who are aware of it, it's so accessible uh, that suddenly, Instead of just um, kind of a nice stair-step effect of things happening for you, it's all happening together. There is no stairs. It's just all there. It's, it could lead one to uh, getting a little overwhelmed right now, um, a little um, um, like a, a great big uh, tidal wave coming in all at once. Uh, but it's not going to. You mean not like gonna... crazy with the water? Pardon. Like crazy with the water? Yes, crazy with it. Yeah. No, that's a different affliction. That, uh, <laughs> but so yes, very accessible, and so much that can happen for you in your life right now that you you sense this. It's like it's there, but then there is sometimes a tendency to pull back and wonder if you're ready for it. Wonder if you could handle it. All the rest of that, absolutely, you can. But it's going to require doing a couple things, no negotiating, no limiting, and just allowing, allowing. Now, as you allow, it's kind of like as you allow, it's like opening parts of you. As you allow, it's, it's like if you would immerse um, like a, a large ball into a, into a pool of water, and as you do, the water comes up over the edges because you've brought something down into that space. You brought basically yourself into this space by allowing. It's going to kick out some other things. It's going to clear out some other things. So there is kind of a residual effect of allowing. It gets rid of all the junk. Uh, ultimately, the <clears throat> hang on. Ultimately, the allowing. <laughs> 
brings all of you in. Uh, you could say you're divine, the I Am. Ultimately, that's all that's going to be in this vessel, using the analogy of like a pool or a, a big bucket of water. Suddenly, it's going to the, by you allowing, it's going to move out everything that is not you, everything that's foreign. So you have this kind of interesting effect taking place. And sometimes, again, the thoughts come in, it's, what's happening? Why are these things? It's because you're allowing. You know, allowing is allowing. It's not like just letting a little in and, and then trying to manage that. It's what happens in allowing. It's like, well, I'll allow. I'll just do a little, and then I'm going to try to manage it. Oh no, uh, allowing is allowing. Yeah, good. Next. Hi, Hi. I'm Shima. Yes, I'm uh, Adamas. <laughs> uh, uh, I met a Shiva once. You wouldn't be related, are oh, you? Oh God, no. Oh God, no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she wasn't so nice. No, I no, am. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Uh, you always talk exactly about what's going on with me. How do I do that? I don't know. But, Isn't uh, that amazing? I, and I just, yes. yes. Did you think I'm psychic? <laughs> <laughs> don't say it, Linda. <laughs> yes, our carrot. No, actually, and actually, that is the amazing thing is um, they're, they're, this whole thing of psychic or any of that, that's such a, so overrated. It's just. Allowing. We're going to go into that in a little bit, as long as I don't talk too much today. But I'm going to show you basically how easy it is. But it could be tough. Oh, good. Yes. I think I, it'll be tough. Well, it is, because I've been allowing and feeling wonderful and feeling like a master and great. And then suddenly I woke up April. April Fool's Day. Yeah, yeah. And I felt horrible. Yes. I mean, it was it was like tormenting. I was compressed. It was to the point where yesterday, I mean, I didn't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. I felt no hope. It did was, you get out of it bed? It was like a, yes, I did. Oh. It was like a death. I would have stayed in bed. Well, I did. I got out, and then I got back in. Uh, and then I got uh, out, yeah, yeah. I got back in. Oh. oh, look at the negotiation here. I have to get up. I have to be worth prove myself. And then, and then you negotiate, and it's like, no, I'm really going to go back to bed. But I have to get up and do something. I go, stay in bed. You're just passing through. You know, at the end of all this, you're going to. Oh, I'm so glad I stayed in bed that day or that. But week. it really was. It was like a death. Yeah, yeah. I felt like something inside of me was dying. It was. And I guess it's that that you're talking about when you allow yes. all kinds of stuff come out. It does. It does. You know? Yeah, of strange places at times. <laughs> oh. I'm talking about your thoughts. Your, your... At least it comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm here. Good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, one more. The energy. Uh -oh. What's going on? What's uh -oh. going on in this world? Uh-oh. I'll be good. It's yeah. uh, sporadic. Sporadic. And you, Good way you've already that. touched, and we've already touched yes. on that. But yeah, it's just so sporadic because the yes. the highs are so incredibly high now, and the lows are like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. So what 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 to do? Uh, just cruise through it. Yeah. Breathe, baby, breathe. Yeah, breathe, breathe, yeah. and allow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and thank you. It's sporadic, intense. Overwhelming, amazing opportunities. Um, I forgot to mention the world falling apart, people going crazy more than ever before. Yes, yes, it's all here. And 
thank you, thank God, that you, God, are insightful enough, wise enough to know that you can come here and hear yourself, which is exactly what we do here. You can come here and <clears throat> I need at the new center. I need a really big mirror. You okay, can come no here problem. and and see yourself in the mirror through me. <laughs> a Dave, a photo op. See yourself in the mirror through me. Yeah, there you go. Ah. <laughs> so, a big mirror. So it's very very crazy times. Uh, crazier than ever, uh, more imbalanced than ever. And one of the side effects, which you're aware of, but fortunately I don't think you're going to have much of a problem with it, one of the side effects is more and more people going out of their minds right now. Uh, now, and I'm not supposed to talk about this, uh, but I'm going to anyway. Those are the fun ah. ones. There's an epidemic on this planet of people using anxiety and depression medications. And, and you could say it's a, perhaps it's appropriate because there's so many people going out of their minds, uh, so many people breaking down, cracking up. But the funny thing is these medications really do not help in the long run. Take them temporarily. Sure, you're going to feel a little better, but haven't you heard the ads on television and the radio saying, by the way, if your antidepression medication doesn't work and you feel more suicidal than ever, try this on top of it. <laughs> like the second one is going to make you even less suicidal? I don't think so. What you're seeing is, uh, first of all, we're moving outside of a, the mental era that's been around for a long, long time. This planet is moving outside of the mental. But there's so much intensity and pressure, and people don't understand what their thoughts are, in other words, where thought comes from. They don't understand the true feeling and true essence, so they're going out of their minds. And to add company to the misery and and this is one of the things that we're going to be working on or playing with, actually, is that hypnosis is prevalent on this planet. It's, it's like it's right up there with SES, the sexual energy virus. And it wasn't ever brought in in a sinister way. It just kind of happened that the mind became very um, the mind became very good at taking things in from the outside that didn't belong to it and owning it, but yet rejecting its own true feelings and what I would call true thoughts rather than the emotional self or limited self thoughts. So it's kind of an odd quirk in the human intelligence. <laughs> That's kind of an oxymoron. Uh, <laughs> the thinking that <clears throat> so it takes in thoughts that don't belong to it. That's why some days you have a bad day, is because this. You can have a couple of good days, for instance, because you're in your energy, but then something pops you back out into everything out there, and you feel it, because you're still tuned into it, you're still kind of dialed into it, and suddenly you do the crash. And then you blame it on yourself. What's wrong with me? Why am I having a bad day? Did I eat the wrong kind of food? Did I not do the right kind of allowing? You know, am I a bad person at heart? And you know, all these other things. No, it's just you're going through the intensity. That's where you take a deep breath and stop worrying about it. You stop worrying about it. You're just passing through. This is just a gig. You're just having a good time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oof. Oof. So, 
So, my dear friends, let's. Um, so you have all these factors going on, and this hypnosis thing, very, very prevalent on the planet right now. Scary prevalent on the planet, not for you, but for others. In a way, you can't go back into your hypnotic uh, lull, your hypnotic sleep. You cannot. Uh, so please do not be afraid that suddenly I'm going to be hypnotizing you and having you get up and walk around the room screaming like a chicken. <laughs> so, but you have this hypnotic effect that's going around the planet, and it's, it's doing kind of an interweave or a dance with the SES virus and a number of other things, and it's creating a lot of very strange and very bizarre patterns and events in, in the planet right now. You see in the evening news, if you watch the news or you hear it uh, from your friends, it's like when they're, try- when they're talking about the mass murderer, he seemed like such a nice guy. I've been living next to him for twenty years and would have never have thought. You know, he volunteered, or she, I'm sorry to pick on the men today, she, you know, did all this social work and suddenly pulled out the Mossberg and blew away half the whatever. <laughs> Probably an inappropriate time to laugh. <laughs> Just saying, just saying, probably not the best time to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, looks pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. So, so that leads me to uh, a little drama um, interjection here. What happened to Flight 370? No, I'm asking you. No, you live here. I don't. I'm just passing through. What happened, Linda? Would you? Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to hear a couple theories. What happened? What happened to Flight 370? And just live. I mean, just say it. Just go ahead. Stand up, please. It crashed. <laughs> Actually, that was good. Thank you. Not some intergalactic galactic whoa, portal? Whoa, it didn't crash. Oh, 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 you too. <laughs> if it didn't crash, where did it land? In another dimension. In another dimension, okay. Possible. Very possible. I'm sure there's some interdimensional activity surrounding it right now. Yeah, so is it just flying around in, in another dimension, like 24th dimension? Those poor flight attendants. <laughs> There's no more food left to, to serve them, and the toilets are full. Well, what do they do? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross is right. Anybody who flies. Yes, David. From Crash, about the crash. Huh. Yes, it did crash. Yes, it did At crash. At the bottom of the ocean. Further south yes. than where they're looking. Good. And um, the best way to describe the issue, not pilot suicide, but um, let's just say the um, electronic guidance systems were hacked. Good. And there's um, a lot of money involved. Can't get into that right now, but this is uh, via remote viewing, just for those who know what, what that yep. is. Technical remote viewing. 
Good. Conspiracy, or, or uh, should we say more uh, deliberate? Deliberate. Is that what you're saying, Dave? De- deliberate. Okay. Good. One more. From beyond. One more. Oh, oh Carol's got one. Oh, then the one after Carol. I saw another fun hand. Okay, good. Okay. UFO came and, and uh, rescued him because they were having a hydraulic problem. And the UFO was? A UFO. Ashtar. The UFO was having a hydraulic no, problem? Oh, no, oh, good. No, no. I've never and been on a UFO with rescued. hydraulics. <laughs> and took him to an, a planet outside. The Give them back. They're having a Rude. better time there than they did here. Are here. Oh. <laughs> a better time. <laughs> okay, but still rude. rude. Just to pick up a uh, aircraft well, and take it away. They were crashing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they should have just like gently eased them back <laughs> down. Last yes. one. Yes. It went through an unexpected, crazy experience. <laughs> a, a master of the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would venture to say you're right. And now, uh, and I contend, I contend that there's so much hypnosis going on on the planet, and so many people susceptible to it that even the nice guy next door, even oh, let's just say a co-pilot of an aircraft, could have been implanted with um, hypnotic suggestion, for lack of better words, a while back, and. Didn't, didn't even know it, didn't even realize it, and suddenly gets the signal. Could be a pattern of phone calls, let's say, if somebody checked the phone records. Pattern of phone calls that initiated an action that the being would have normally never, ever taken otherwise. But suddenly he finds himself in a hypnotic trance, suddenly doing things that even he is not aware of, just like being a robot, changing, manipulating the uh, flight path, uh, depressurizing the entire cabin so everybody can't complain, if you know what I mean, and then taking off his mask after um, terminating his um, associate in the cabin, taking off his mask and just letting it go. Why? Why would somebody do that? Why? Why would they implant a virus in your computer? Why would they destroy your hard drive? Because they can, even if they don't make ten cents off of it. A very, very strange energy. Why? Because they wanted to see if it would work. And it did. And it did. And it's not the only one. When you, if you go back, actually, and read, particularly in the last let's say three or four years of uh, mass murders or crazy acts by people. And the police are going back trying to find what happened. What happened? And the psychiatrist and psychologist get involved and comes up with all their inane theories about it. But what happens is there is this hypnosis, something I will tell you again, you do not need to worry about either being the one who carries out a crazy act or is uh, a victim of a crazy act like that, you're out of that energy. But it's going to happen more and more on this planet. It's like sending in a drone, uh, but this drone happens to be a human, and otherwise 
good human, maybe a church-going human. And it's just going to be more and more of that. We're right in this strange edge with um, the mind on this planet. And what it takes right now is for a few people, group of people, that understand the mechanisms of the mind. And I'm not talking about how the, the fluids work and the electromagnetic balances and everything else, but I'm talking about what the mind really is, the role it plays, and more so what a thought is. With that actually very simple, basic understanding of what, what a thought is, then you can go beyond that thought. You can get out of this uh, thought trap. You can get out of that limited, emotional, human thought self. That's going to change the dynamics for the planet, for consciousness in general, but more than anything, you'll have fun with it. And then you'll start to understand you're just passing through. You're not stuck here. So let's talk about thought for a moment. You know, I've talked a lot in the past, I've used the word mind. Actually, the mind, the brain, is a very uh, necessary element. Early on, when you started coming to this planet and taking on physical form, it was very hard to stay here, to stay balanced, uh, kind of like a, a light being trying to be a physical being. The mind was kind of the, um, the connection piece, the, the part that allowed you to stay in balance here. The mind was used to understand, actually to direct biology. It was its <coughs> number one purpose to direct biology through this thing that we call the aniatron. So it was to uh, basically integrate the, the light self into the biology. Next it was used for uh, simple memory and simple uh, kind of a relationship of time and space. The true light body really doesn't understand time and space, doesn't want to. Um, it's, it doesn't acclimate well to time and space. It's, so it's like a big um, puffy, drifty thing. So it was very difficult to stay embodied here. But through this connection device called the mind, you were able to do that. The mind also allowed a discernment in this dimension that the, the, uh, the divine intelligence, let's say, really doesn't or didn't have. Divine intelligence had no familiarity with this uh, physical reality and therefore very little sense of any of discernment. But you, as the human representative of, of the soul, the one who's gone through all the lifetimes, you've learned a lot of discernment in this planet. I'm not talking necessarily judgment, you have that too, but discernment. Don't put your hand on the hot stove. It's going to burn. It's kind of a very simple, basic discernment, but don't walk off the edge of the cliff. You don't have wings like a bird. So you learn these things along the way, and the mind serves a very brilliant purpose in that. It's also <clears throat> through the mind that, as much as the mind was that connection device for your light body to originally come into, into the physical, the mind will also be an integral part of letting the true light body in. Uh, it was used to kind of adjust the light body in the past, but now it's actually going to allow that light body in. 
the, the mind has become so good at the chemical and electromagnetic and some of the other uh, energy pulsations that it knows how to kind of keep a balance now. So it's actually through the mechanism of the brain that a lot of your light body will come in. We'll get into that in more detail. It's happening right now anyway. So the mind serves a very good purpose, but along the way the mind, the self, a number of other dynamics had this thing called thoughts. Thoughts. And those thoughts are the things that are truly have become limiting. The thoughts the thoughts were a kind of a form of mini-consciousness, or limited consciousness, that came from a combination of your brain and uh, understanding this reality, uh, but also starting the belief in limitation. So you could say that the soul embodied part of itself, uh, a ray of itself, into this physical reality, took on a body, took on a brain, and then farted. And those are thoughts. <laughs> and that's actually pretty, pretty true. <laughs> it came up with a thought. The thought was limited. The thought was based on um, a, a lot of beliefs and limitations and, and fears and things like that. So people, humans, have become thought beings. Now, there's a difference between the mind and what it knows and a thought. The thought tends to have judgment and limitation and fear and anxiety, and after a while with a long succession of thoughts, which really aren't intelligence, they're not, they're not high consciousness. They're kind of like little little farts uh, along the way. No, it's, it's the best way I can describe it, little bubbles happening. These little thoughts come out, but in such a succession or progression that pretty soon that you start to believe the thoughts, and you start to believe that you are the thoughts, and pretty soon the thoughts start to dominate. They start to control. They start to run the show. I contend that these thoughts actually are about as valuable as a fart, uh, and they're about as insightful as that. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and they come from a very false place. They, they come from um, kind of false, a false interpretation of otherwise very true data. And the true data being, you know, you're here on this planet and put your hand on the stove, you're going to get burned. And if you uh, punch somebody in the face, they're probably going to punch you back or sue you. used to be we'd punch back, and now you just get a lawyer and you sue. So you have this whole series of thoughts now, and you buy into them, and then you send out another thought to try to control all these other thoughts that you really don't like. But what it does, it just merges with those other thoughts you don't like, and becomes even more thoughts that you don't like. And then you think about, well, how do I get out of all these thoughts? And you, you have another one of those farts come out, and it joins the other smelly thoughts. 
And then in desperation, how do I get out? What do I do? How, you know, I, I don't know what to think anymore. And that's when the human goes crazy. It starts doing very, very bizarre things. Because <clears throat> I contend that thoughts also take life out of life. They really do. They're the things that uh, you negotiate with yourself with. It's one thought negotiating with another thought. It's like one bad flatulence negotiating with another flatulence. And they both stink. They, I'm sorry to be – they both stink. Uh, see, I'm not negotiating with Caldra or myself. I'm just going to call a fart a fart. This is a spiritual gathering. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, <laughs> it's a gas. Yes, it's a gas. Good. So you have thoughts trying to negotiate and to try to control other thoughts. And let's take a let's take a feel into it for a moment. Let's take a feel into thoughts. Where do they originate from? Well, how come nobody ever asks that question? Where do thoughts come from? You try to trace back a thought. Let's say you have a thought right now of wanting to leave here quickly. <laughs> Let's say you have a thought, uh, an emotional thought. Every one of you has had several of those today, an emotional thought, uh, a, a feeling about yourself, uh, um, an emotional thought about another person, or uh, an emotional thought when I say, uh, have fun going back to work on Monday in your cubicle. Oh, so <laughs> such an, an emotional thought. So where do these come from? How come nobody's ever taken a look and said, where do they come from? Well, scientists will say they come from your brain. No, actually they don't. They do not come from your brain. Brain does not have emotional thoughts at all. It, it cranks out facts and figures. It, 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 it pulls up historical data when emotional thought calls on it. Where do these thoughts come from? Yeah. Big mystery. Big mystery. Well, a lot of people say, well, that's just you. That's who you are. Ah, I contend, and the, the Master should understand this, that they're not yours. Not at all. They're just little bubbles you know, being um, belched out. They're not yours. And if you try to trace them back and, and find the origins of a thought – what a great title for a book – origins of a thought will almost be impossible, because there are, the tracks have been covered up with so many other tracks of other thoughts. And, and pretty soon you start looking at tracks upon tracks upon tracks, and you can never get to the origin of a thought. But yet it's there, yet you act on it, you believe it. You, you think that it's you, and it's not. That thought could be also group thought or mass consciousness thought. It could be a thought coming from other people that you're just letting into your thoughts. Somebody else's farts joining with your farts, and, and they say, oh yeah, mine are really bad, aren't they? <laughs> well, no, actually it wasn't yours to begin with. It was just stink out there that you accepted as yourself. And I pointed out the hypnosis thing before because this is how people have gotten to be. This is how consciousness has gotten to be. It's just a lot of acceptance or, or lack of real understanding of, of these thoughts. 
People say, well, these crazy thoughts are mine, and then they go to a psychiatrist. That's like going to a bigger fart to understand your little farts. And <laughs> and the psychiatrist or psychologist is is trying to help you to understand why you're crazy when they don't even know where thoughts come from. They don't understand the brain. They don't understand its role. They don't understand what a thought was and how thoughts come together. They don't understand that because of thought basis for activity on this planet that one can very easily be implanted with an idea of, hey, land that plane in the ocean. And that was the basic suggestion. It wasn't ki- go ahead and kill 250-some people. It was, hey, land that airplane in the ocean. And it, it was just – it was so much of a hypnotic program. And, and there wasn't any – you could say they, they didn't uh, talk about death. They didn't – when they were doing their programming, they didn't talk about negative things. It was just land in the ocean. No different than me saying, park your car down the street tonight. Oh, okay. Oh, I'll do it. Now – and I use that – I use this for an example. Because that shows the influence of thoughts, and that shows the, the power – and there's a lot of power behind it – of thoughts. And that shows also the, basically the, the total lack of understanding of where thoughts come from, how people act on them, and how they influence society. Now. It's not bad to have thoughts, and you're going to continue to have them even as a master. But you start to discern what are really your thoughts and where do they originate from. Do they originate from the true I amness, or do they originate from some uh, communal consciousness septic tank? Uh, they're not yours. They're not yours. And that is my biggest challenge in working with you, is helping you to understand that those thoughts those, – imagine them just little smelly bubbles coming out of you – they're not yours. And when you try to affect them and control them with yet another stinky bubble, it just doesn't work. It just makes it worse until it wears you down until it breaks you down. And then either you have a spiritual revelation or they put you in the nut house. Uh, pretty much that simple. One or the other. I, I, maybe there's not much of a difference, but at least in one you're really living. Which one is the question? <laughs> now you can laugh. That was the funny one. So let's, let's – um, thoughts. Uh, thoughts are the greatest deception. And my dear Master, teacher, friends, if there's anything that I'm going to ask you to teach about uh, with others, it's that thoughts are, are truly uh, deceptive. And they're not yours. And when you teach your students, you make them, help them, not force them, to understand that those are not theirs. 
unless they want it to be. But that's going to cause all sorts of hell to break out because they're going to say, I don't know which ones. I don't know if I want that to be my thought. And then they're going to have another thought fart to try to understand whether that thought is theirs or not, and you see the dilemma. You see the dilemma. Now I'm going to skip over to the, the next subject that's connected with this, is the biggest illusion of all, beyond all, is separation. Separation. You have an illusion that you're separate from your higher self, because you've been told that, because you have bad thoughts, stinky thoughts. You have an illusion that you're separate from God, illusion that you're separate from the other dimensions. And when, in fact, you're not. There's no difference between the Edith that's sitting here thinking of herself as a human and the Edith that's absolutely divine and integrated, complete. No difference whatsoever. It's the illusion of separation. It's the illusion that was taught into many of you when you were young, that there's God – I don't care for so much – there's that God, and then there's you. And the illusion that you bought into when you got into the New Age that there's your there's the higher self, and then there's the little you. There's grand angels and spirit guides, and there's you. Separation, separation, separation. Compartment within compartment within compartment within compartment. And it's an illusion that your thoughts have bought into because they kind of like it. They kind of like all of these compartments. It helps them have more thoughts. And these compartments, these illusions, and that's all they are, they're not real. There's no real walls. There's no difference between the dimension that you're in now and the other dimensions. Think about it. Separation, masculine, feminine, good, bad, um, black, white, um, uh, being Dutch or being uh, Spanish, uh, any of these. Separation after separation after separation. I'm going to ask you to feel, not, not to think, but to feel into all the separations that you have bought into, naturally. You bought into separation of age, separation of just about everything, health, and it goes on and on. And if you can if you can imagine the energetic matrix now that's created, the energetic patterns, it's like the separations keep creating division after division after division after division after division. And then when you try to find your way out of this morass, back to your simplicity, back to your beauty, you have so many – it's like a big maze with dead ends in it – that you simply give up. You put forth a little bit of effort, and then a thought comes along that causes you to compromise and say, I just can't do it. I, I just, it's too complex. I'll, I'll just wait for whatever it is, the next book, the next master, the next whatever to come along, and it doesn't. In the meantime, you buy into more separation, more elements. The fact is that these separations are just an illusion, starting with the separation about you and God, you and your higher self. Now, I use the term with you, your limited self or your limited emotional self versus your, your free self. 
is there is that part of you that's sitting here right now, Sark, that is the free self. It's already there. It's not out there. It's not behind some secret wall. It's right there. But the illusion, intensified through the thoughts, is so strong that you buy into it. You buy into it. And it's almost, you could say, from the basis of thought, thought being now these little thoughts are limited, judgmental, distorted uh, realities. But you start putting that thank you. You start putting all these thoughts along with separation, and it's almost unimaginable how you get out. That's where people go crazy. How do I get out? That's where I say, allow. Allow. Allowing is, um, some have said it's oversimplification, and I say, praise the Lord, you are right. <laughs> you are right. It is oversimplification, and that's what it takes. Because there are those who are still wanting to have thoughts, little fart bubbles, chase after other thoughts, and round them up, collect them, control them, and now you just have even more of a mess, more thought and more separation. What to do? What to do? Take a deep breath, and you allow. You're allowing yourself. You are allowing a natural process of uh, basically unconnecting, disconnecting all of the, the thoughts that have linked together, creating kind of a strange bond with each other but yet creating a huge veil or a huge illusion. They cannot stay connected in their dysfunctional way, your thoughts, the moment you start allowing. So suddenly these bonds – it's not just bonds, but these thoughts, they link to each other, kind of like the uh, atoms in a molecule. They, they link to each other. They glue on each other. And then some come along and then take over a whole group of little glued-together thoughts and kind of encompass them, um, swallow them up, and it's kind of. And then another thought comes in and swallows up those thoughts. With allowing, you start to. It's basically a, a solvent for the glue that's locked together a lot of thoughts. It starts to disconnect them. The glue was the belief that this was real. And when you start allowing, the glue starts dissolving. You don't have to do anything. Don't get in there with little scrub brushes and little squirt cans and try to – you'll get so lost in your thoughts, literally, that they will absorb you. They will. So what do you do? You sit back. You don't even, you don't even have to address the thoughts themselves. You don't have to think about your thoughts, because that's not so good. You take a deep breath, and you allow. What are you allowing? Everything. And there's no negotiation in the allowing, because suddenly if you start negotiating, you're thinking, and that thought about allowing is just going to go – which is actually very limited at that point – is actually going to go and just gobble up other thoughts. So you just stop for a moment and allow. 
You're not allowing God or me or angels. One could say you're allowing truth, and the only truth is you. You are also a lot of untruths, matter of fact, mostly untruths. And that's all right. It's, it's very understandable, because as you pass through this corridor, this dimension, this experience, you do accumulate a lot of things that are not yours. You accumulate a lot of thoughts. You accumulate emotions. You accumulate even experiences that actually really aren't yours. You accumulate a lot of stuff as you're passing through. It's part of the experience. You don't want to pass through so um, clean and intact that you never really experience life. But on the other hand, when you're ready to say two things, I want to keep passing through. I kind of got stuck there, kind of like a car getting stuck in the mud. Let's get it going again. And I want to live, because I don't want to pass through until I've really lived. I don't want to pass through this place until I can say to myself, I have lived. I have lived. So you take a deep breath and you allow. The moment you allow, true allowing, you come to your truth. Not universal truth, cosmic truth, God truth, angel truth, but your truth. That's what you're allowing, you. Now, will the thoughts come in? Absolutely. They're going to come in and say, yeah, but what is you and what is truth? <laughs> More farts. <laughs> Almost did it over here. But <laughs> so you take a deep breath and you laugh, and you just allow, because passing through is a natural process. The experience of living, true living, is all natural. The disconnecting of the thoughts, in other words, letting down the illusion, is natural. You, you can't, you can't um, break the illusion with yet another illusion, and that's what so many have tried in the past. That's what we call machio, and that's what happens as one starts coming into their mastery. A lot of more illusions to go after other illusions. It's like, it's like, okay, I'm not happy with these illusions that, that I'm having in my life and, and the uh, manifestation that, that they're creating, so what am I going to do? Create another illusion to go chasing after those. Now you just have more illusions, more fart bubbles in the game. That's all you're doing. Until you stop, take a deep breath, and allow. You're, you're, you're letting yourself be. There's no tricks. There's no manipulation. There's no doing it for 20 minutes a day or anything <laughs> like that. It's not, a, it's not even a tool, my friends. A tool uh, suggests that you're going to go in and start manipulating at something. It's not a tool. It's who you really are. That's it. Now the thoughts are going to come in there, and they're going to try to interfere. And that's when you just tell them to shut up. You're a fart. Uh, or I think that's where the term fart head came from. Uh, thought brain uh, and fart head, same thing. <laughs> brain fart. 
So you just stop, and you let a natural process that is within you, not out there, not over there, not here, within you, to take place. Pretty scary in a way. Pretty beautiful and simple, but pretty scary in a way. The illusion of separation, so huge that it was, has been said by some on our side that that illusion is so strong that it can actually not go away, not be taken down, dissolved away, other than through a huge traumatic event. I do not believe that. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the person who said it, the being who said it, actually had to go through a traumatic event, so that maybe they buy into it. But you do not need to go through that. You don't need to have um, a traumatic, a huge traumatic event happen in your life to understand that separation is an absolute illusion. You also don't have to be an intellect, a philosopher, to understand that. It's in your core. You know exactly what I'm saying right now. When I say separation is just a game, separation is a way of playing a huge game. You already know that. You do it just to do it. But try to get out of that separation. You used to put your mind to work. You say, I'm, I'm whole, I'm one. Oh, shut up. You don't really <laughs> believe it. I mean, you don't believe it because it's just another thought thingy out there, but you can feel it. You can feel it. So that being said, on to the next step. So we have thoughts that are not yours. I, I truly want you to imagine them, uh, feel them, uh, between now and our next gathering. Is these little bubbles being cranked out. Um, you know, I, I had asked Linda for a little um, mannequin head that we're going to smash today, but she didn't get one. <laughs> Anybody want to have their head smashed uh, since? <laughs> wow, how psychic was I not to uh, yeah. do that? <laughs> so, but imagine that. Imagine as you're driving along in your car or you're doing something and, and you get into the thought lane, uh, thought mode. And your little thoughts start to crank out, and it's really not out of your brain. Actually, I talked before about the, the origin of thoughts. Origin of thoughts actually really doesn't come from your brain. At some point it uh, interlopes with or intersects with your brain and then says, ah, see, these came from the brain. They didn't. They come from this little place that's not in your physical body, but just a little place within inside you, this little tiny little uh, box, this little cabinet, way, way back off in the recesses of your being. It's limited consciousness. It's kind of like um, uh, a consciousness quirk, a little funny little uh, thing within the bigger scope of your consciousness that uh, believes that in limitation, and uh, it's kind of real quirky. That's where thoughts come from. They don't come from your mind or your heart. It's just kind of a little… It's kind of a rough edge of consciousness that's never really been polished uh, off, like, like most of the rest of your consciousness. So it's still that little rough edge that doesn't really quite 
yet understand I am that I am. Let's say 99% of the rest of your consciousness understands it and goes, oh yeah, I am that I am. So cool. But you get this little rough edge yet that, that needs some sanding, actually just, actually just looking for a good time. Uh, and it's the one, it's that little corner that's saying uh, that it's, it's limited, and it's churning out these little thoughts. Just curious, what happens if it churns out thoughts of limitation, thoughts of separation, thoughts of anxiety, thoughts of lack of abundance, and just just cranking? You want to do that? You want to do that. That's that's the, that's I yes. One does not have to be psychic to understand Linda. Come on, come up and do that. Come on, we'll do it together. Come on, we'll do it together. It's the it's that little that little. Con- little limited consciousness that's doing that. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> My friends, those are your thoughts. <laughs> those are your thoughts. <laughs> and it's not so consistent. And then it won't hear anything. <laughs> and it's like, uh, no, really, can you, can you feel it? That's your thoughts, and sometimes they stink and they're really not yours. Uh, but, but now they've gotten into a pattern, they just keep coming up. You are thought patterned. I, I truly want you to feel into this, uh, how you generate thoughts. Wake up in the morning and usually within about a minute to 90 seconds uh, – on both, <laughs> both ends – th- yeah, it's a biological thing – but you start thinking. You start thinking, what am I going to do today? What am I up against? Oh my God, another day. Oh, I woke up and I'm still not fully enlightened. Oh, what do I have to do? <laughs> Shut up! Allow! You know it, you do it, I see it. And then, then you quiet down for a minute. You occupy yourself with – no, no, uh, you oc- I want a fart button. <laughs> <laughs> Those are a easy to find. Master's That's fart button. That's easy to find. And, and then you occupy yourself, uh, because it's like, oh my God, I'm tired of these thoughts, so what do you do? You start occupying yourself, making coffee, doing your thing, getting on the internet. But then those thoughts, they start coming up, mid-morning thoughts. It's once again, you know, you've gotten some of the um, details out of the way, you've gotten your day underway, so you can stop and take uh, just a breath for a minute. What do you do? Uh, that's that uh, thought farts again, just cranking out. and. Then you get so tired of it, it exhausts you. You say, okay, i got to make it to lunch today. And, and by the way, it tires your body. Your body really doesn't like thought farts. It, it just, it, your body is like, what is going on? Can't they just allow, can, allow, allow the body? It'll, it'll heal itself, but not with thought farts uh, happening. So these are their patterns through the day. The worst ones that tend to come in uh, are late in the evening, um, particularly right before you go to bed or once you're in bed. Ooh, that's a tough one, because now you're in a prone position, you're <laughs> quiet, and that's when these can really come out. And you're trying to get to sleep, but what? What that thought fart machine is just going? And it's like, oh my God! So what do you do? Well, you either get up and try to occupy yourself, or you um, have a glass of wine, or you, some of you take sleeping medication or whatever, until you exhaust yourself. 
Do you realize that that is probably the default way of handling thoughts, that emotional thoughts, limited thoughts that really aren't yours? Exhaust yourself, and then you can just collapse. You don't have that going on. There's actually a better way. It's allowing, allowing. And it's not a thought. It's the real you. It's the real you, Edith. Smile. Yes, you look so serious for a moment there. Hmm. So now on to the next the very important um, progression today. Actually, not important at all, but fun progression. You know how sometimes when you're asked to imagine, you breathe and you imagine. Imagine, you know, your life in two years from now. Imagine. You know where you want to live. Imagine who you're with, and it's kind of fun uh, imagining. You know, imagine that you're free of um, some of the encumbrances in your life. You really actually don't have to really work anymore. Imagine that you have this. Um, your body has rejuvenated itself. Now, all that's interesting up to a point, and this is where, by the way, where real mastery comes in. Interesting up to a point. But you got thoughts involved in that, and you know you have thoughts, limited thoughts. First of all, when you start negotiating, and say, "Well, I can't have a house that big. I can't have." <laughs> and and also, my friends, listen carefully. If you need a visual in your imagination, a visual. So somebody says. In two years, they're guiding, leading a meditation. In two years, your life is free. And, and now, immediately, your thoughts, not your mind so much, but your thoughts, are going to start imagining um, what your big house and big car, big job or whatever look like. It's going to be primary, primarily visual, about 85 to 90 percent visual, but you'll also bring in a little bit of auditory. A little bit of sound sensation. Once in a while, a little smell sensation, um, and uh, rarely ever taste. So the Master understands that the true imagination goes beyond the visual. The true imagination goes beyond the senses. The true imagination goes beyond the typical structures that you've had. Now, what I'd like to do here is give you, have you do an example of this. And it's going to be interesting, maybe challenging, because you're used to having a visual that actually a lot of it emanates or originates from that thought, that rough part of your consciousness, the immature part of consciousness. So you're used to bringing that thought up and connecting it into the brain, uh, into your human senses, and now creating the image for your imagination. But it's still limited, actually very limited. And secondly, there's not a lot of passion to it, because it's gotten so Diluted, watered down, um, obstructed, 
that by the time that visual comes up, you know, imagining yourself with the perfect biology, by the time that comes up, it's so constricted, it has very little passion, it doesn't live. It just is a nice little visual in your brain. And then it doesn't happen, and then you have a thought, you say, Well, I'm not very good at imagining. And I, I'm just, I'm just a really not a very good person. Period, you know. But I can't do it. And and see, you, you have those thoughts, that little, that little immature consciousness, that's cranking out the little crap. We're going to go beyond that. Why? And here's why. Calder's saying I'm getting long-winded. I don't think so. We're just, we're about halfway through today. <laughs> The Master understands that the moment they choose it, that's it. Uh, uh, Tobias called it a point of separation. I call it just beingness. You don't think about things. If you, for instance, um, you want uh, a certain to be at a, at a certain level of understanding, you don't think about how you get to that level of understanding. You just become that. You just, you just are. I, I don't know how to explain it other than saying, don't work at it. If you've got to work at it, you're thinking, and it's limited. So when you do the I am, for instance, you don't have to like effort your way from human to I am. It's like, no, I am. That's it. No negotiation, no discussion, no thinking. I am. The, uh, I call it actually star hopping. How do you get to a distant star? <laughs> you just – you're there. You don't think about how you get there. You don't think about how you have to go through eight levels of dimensionality. Why? Wow, that's for losers. You're just there. You're just there. Thank you. You're just. Uh, I. I would like to record his laugh, and then we'll play it at times when nobody else is laughing. When you're not here, kind of uh, a laugh track. Yes, good. And uh, so, uh, can you give us a good one, and and then we'll dub over, kind of mix. It's it a good joke. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was an energetic joke, I told him. <laughs> it was a dirty energetic joke, and he got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the laughter is so. Important? Uh, beautiful. It, it brings life in, and and that's really what today's discussion about is. Geez, it's time to live, <laughs> but we have to talk about what's been holding that back. So, where were we? And we're talking about farts. We're talking about life. Talking about the imagination. The master goes beyond that. When the master wants to be on a distant star, they just are like that. They just are. When the Master wants to be abundant, they just are. You don't stop and think about how little money you have now, what you have to do to implement that. You choose it. But it's not a thought, you see, because a thought is suddenly going to limit it and pollute it and give you all, all this other crap and everything else. You just are. That's it. That's how quickly a Master does things. Physical, biological, biological health. Don't read 18 books about you know, health in the New Age, because they're all going to tell you something different, and they all are filled with farts. They're all <laughs> so mental. That's going to be the hardest challenge 
that I have with you, your hardest challenge, or not. But thinking. Stop thinking about it. You, and it, it's not false belief. It's just, hey, I'm choosing healthy. Boom. Let it go. Walk away. Don't think about it, because the minute you get that immature consciousness cranking away at it, it's limited. It goes through the oh, then it doesn't work. So let's do this. Let's have an experience of imagination, but without the pictures. Without the pictures. Remember uh, when Calders told the story back when he was working with Tobias before he ever started channeling. Tobias came to him one day and said. No more words. Of course, Calder said, we're going to write letters. <laughs> Good laugh. Uh, no more words, because words are associated with thoughts and they're limited, and, and also the human word can never truly fully express the essence. So Tobias said, no more words, and it was difficult for this one, but he finally, un- he finally got it. And he finally said, Ah, it's all there. I don't need words to feel it. Words actually become a burden. Words are useful sometimes. They're a nice uh, tool to use at times, but words are so limited. Same with the pictures in your imagination. It's the essence in that imagination. It's the essence of the healthy body, without thought. Uh, it, it's going to be maybe a little tricky, maybe not. Maybe you're really ready to even go beyond this visual into the essence. That's where the life, the essence, the energy is in that. So I'm going to ask for the lights down, please. A little mirabi music, but this is not a mirab. <coughs> Just some nice background music. Why? I, I like music. Why? Because it kind of keeps you occupied. You're just passing through, my friends, just passing through this wonderful experience called life on this planet, filled with life. Not limitation, but life. Life is freedom. Life is knowing that you're never going to get stuck. Life is knowing that so many of the thoughts and the things you've been battling aren't yours. Life is freedom to let that soul, that divine, shine from within you. Life is realizing that there's nothing working against you. Nothing at all. Life is knowing that separations can be there when you want to play the game of separation, but they can also instantly come down when you want to feel back into the I Am, the wholeness. Life as a master means that your body is no longer just this biological baggage, but it's a way for you to feel and to experience life as it is, and all of its sensuality, that body of yours. I know sometimes you have a thought, at a time clock is ticking, 
bringing your body to more age and to more pain at times, less flexibility. I want you to imagine now this body of yours, this vessel of yours, in a state of radiant health. But before you do, don't use thought. Don't see your body. Visually see it in your mind's eye even. Let's get into the essence. Yes, indeed, the mind will it'll try to pop in thoughts. Just take a deep breath and come with me beyond the thought. Come with me into the feeling, the essence. What is biology? It's light combined with physical particles. It's your light brought into a great condensation. It's light brought into a living, growing, moving organism. What's the body? It's a way for you to experience life. It's biology in motion. It's light in motion. In a very slow, very condensed way, but it's light in motion. That's what it is. You have a body. It's actually really not yours. It's kind of a interesting interpretation of evolution, your ancestors, a little bit of your thoughts, but mostly these other things. We talked before about biology and about healing, and you've tried to imagine yourself, see yourself in your mind's eye as being a certain way. Let's go beyond that now. Let's not put thought on it. Let's feel that essence. What is the biology? It's light in motion in a very interesting way. That will attract things like (coughs) DNA and molecules and chromosomes and all the rest of that, but it's essentially light in motion. I ask you to feel into that, not even a visual. Feel into the essence of light in motion. Now go beyond even that picture that you're getting of light, swirling light. Let's go beyond that. You say, how do I, how do I get that out of my mind? How do I not have that picture? Isn't it just darkness if there's a picture? No, my friends, it's not. Just go there. Don't think about how you go there. Just go there, beyond. (coughs) You see, you just do. You're there. You're there in that place. It's 
the essence. It's a feeling. It's not a thought. That's the true you. Yes, it's very easy. It suddenly seems that the thought comes back and you take a deep breath. You come with me once again beyond that visual, beyond the thought imagination, into the essence. The essence is you radiating yourself, experiencing yourself through biology. You're just there. Take a deep breath. I feel a little anxiety. You're just there into the essence, the passion. to be so sensual that even as you pass through, you can actually partake through your body, you can be part of this experience, this dimension, the passion to be within it, not just from the outside, not just contemplating life on earth as some angels have to do, but being in it. That passion, that essence, that is your real body. That's it. your real body right there. As you get into this essence, you won't feel that strain on your head trying to think or imagine. You're just allowing it. Oftentimes imagination was artificially pushed or forced. Never really that effective. You get into the essence by just letting yourself be there. The essence of the body. Beyond the thought or beyond picture. Into the passion. That's where we go, my friends. That's where we go. Beyond thought. Beyond effort. <coughs> beyond limitation. So I'm going to ask in these next weeks, for you to play around with feeling into your essence, not thinking your way there. No visuals. Well, the visuals will occur, but let yourself star hop. Let yourself go beyond the visual, beyond 
a mental definition beyond the thought. That's where we're going, my dear friends. As we do, as you allow the vessel, as you allow the I Am to come into this reality – like I said before, it's like putting a, a large ball into a bucket of water. Stuff is going to spill off the sides, but stuff that's not needed. A lot of old thoughts and old ways to make room for the I Am in this reality. As you begin to understand what thoughts truly are, where they come from and why they're not yours, you're going to see it in yourself, but you're also going to start seeing it in other people. You're going to see how in a normal conversation or situation in public, there's these thought farts coming from them and landing on you. And it's going to be rather annoying, very annoying, and, and even more intense, because once you understand the dynamics of what's happening, it's harder to be in that. But you take a deep breath and you realize that this is just part of the transition, and you realize you're not stuck here. You're a visitor. You're just passing through. And you remember also that all is well in all of creation. Thank you. Great thanks to Adama Saint-Germain. So much thanks to him for this incredibly profound and profane presentation. He clearly has gotten our attention, and I invite you to stay with his invitation of feeling into your essence beyond mental definition. That's the homework. That's the assignment. That's what he hopes that we'll all work with. So thank you so much for being here. Let go of the thoughts. We already know how they've been characterized. Just be with allowing. Thank you again. We'll see you again soon. May 3rd, same place, same station, BTR, Awakening Zone, or CrimsonCircle.com. Thank you again. Thank you to Norma Delaney for the breathing. Again, thanks to Jeffrey Hoppe. I think thank you for channeling Adamus. And the message certainly offers a lot for us to stay with, to integrate with. Thank you all. We'll see you again soon. Thank you.
Thank you.